high school each Sunday night. I'd watch the practice with none of my friends. I'd turn the dial to ABC to see the creep of the week that Bobby Donald defends. But I'm out of practice. With your host, Keith Barney. Way back in high school, most every night, my mom watched QVC, so I missed the practice. There was no TiVo, what could I do? Wait 15 years, get fat, and stream it on Hulu. Exploring the 90s with micro thoughts about ourselves. I've never been more deaf than I am right now. Out of practice. And welcome to the Out of Practice Podcast. We're going over David E. Kelly's Emmy Award winning series, The Practice. And we are up to season two, episode 19, The Trial. How's it going, Dex? Keith, it's been a stressful week. Um... But thankfully, that stress has been mitigated by the fact that finally all of our technical issues have been worked out and we are firing on all cylinders. We are we are firing. We are doing things. We are. Uh, once again, I we both individually thought we had everything running correctly and that, you know, for as much headache as it is to do a bad podcast, right. can you imagine... Well, talk to me about your other podcast that you do with your brother. I imagine that that must be so difficult because it's actually good. Yeah, I mean, the amount of effort that I put into one of the podcasts is very different from the <laughs> amount of effort I put into the other one. Yeah, no, I mean, we're uh, for Wisdom of One, the amazing and hilarious D&D podcast I do with my brothers, you should check it out on all of your podcast stations, Wisdom of One. We... Uh, First off, there's three people talking, but we edit the whole thing. So the pretty much we have to cut out um, the dead space and everyone else's lines. We're shifting things. We're moving things. We're cutting things. Sean is adding um, music and sound effects and intro and outro stuff. And it's not just live and shitty like us. So, yeah, no, it is. I mean, it takes an hour and a half to record for probably an hour long podcast, but it probably takes a good like eight hours of editing to make that happen. You know, interestingly, all of that said, as I've watched the analytics, pe- mm. we are slowly creeping up there. People are listening more frequently sooner in the week. And so we appreciate all of you putting in the time that clearly we're not putting in. So Yeah, well, there it is. <laughs> I mean, the, pr- the, the, the proof is we're creeping. We're just doing it slowly. Yeah, slow creep. I feel like if you creep, creep. If you creep quick... That's when you become, uh, it's a little, it's a little gross, but if it's a slow creep, I feel like you get away with it. Yeah, no, we're like Michael Myers. Like, yeah, we might be annoying, but like you just walk at a brisk pace and we can't keep up. Yeah. Eventually you'll catch the stupid person who's fallen. Exactly. Well, so we have fallen into a vortex that brings us back to February 9th, 1998, uh, a 
Monday again. The show uh, has moved from Saturday to Monday and was going to stick there for the rest of the season. So I want to know, what were you doing? This day in the basement. I'm going to assume that this day in the basement trailer just played. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, the the, the uh, uh, behind the curtain, he can't hear the sound cues. So it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's going to become less funny as I'm supposed to pause the episode coming up based on when you play these trailers and I'm not going to hear them. So it should get real interesting real fast. That's true. I'll, I'll try to sing along. Keith, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned on the podcast on a, a number of occasions that my brother, once upon a time, around this period of our lives uh, in the practice, back in the the late 90s, was the Penn State Nittany Lion for Penn State University, so he was the mascot. You have indeed mentioned it, yes. Um, we've both scratched our heads at how it's a full, it's a full scholarship. Um, right. But one of the reasons it's a full scholarship is because... It's not just one or two appearances. I think he did uh, upwards of 300 plus appearances per season Ooh. across football, across baseball, across volleyball, yada, 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 yada. That is a lot. It's, it's a lot, but this particular year in February of 1998, he was actually participating in the UCA, uh, I don't know what that stands for, uh, oh, the Universal Cheerleading Association. National championship. There is actually a national championship of mascots that takes place no yearly. Um, in this particular year, in 1998, it was held in downtown Disney, Orlando. Uh, the Nittany Lion, performed by my brother, uh, was took fourth place overall in the nation and first place in the Big Ten. How about that? And it just so happens to be captured for us here in posterity on YouTube. Ah, uh, hooray for YouTube. Will it buffer? Let's see it. Chances are high. Oh, definitely. It's going to be terrible, because this is always what happens when you do YouTube. God damn it. it <laughs> I, you know, I, I... Here it is, here it is. Oh my god. Uh, he is on the floor. He is so excited. If I'm not mistaken, he throws a backflip in here. Now, Keith, I want you to remember that my brother is probably 290 at present. <laughs> he is giving CPR to a... Let's all join the Nittany Lion and sing together in honor of our own Uptown Girl. Uh-oh, I feel like Billy Joel's coming. <laughs> Don't you know oh my God. I'm in love with an Uptown down. Oh wait, okay, he's dancing. You're gonna have to, we're going to have to put a link to this on the social media yes. so people can see what we're, because for ba all they're getting <laughs> is like a couple of jingles. I know, he's doing a lot of skipping and ear waving. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, a lot of posing, big pose. There are bubbles everywhere. Well, of course. Okay, wow, well, instant how about replay that? highlights. We didn't even see a flip or anything. Nothing. Well, well, we couldn't see it anyway because this is an audio <laughs> well, podcast. Well, there it was. He just flipped. Anyway. <laughs> well, that's it. Now, did you go and see it? I did not. I did not go and see it. But it lives forever on YouTube. Uh, later this year, spoiler alert, he actually, at his last home game, proposes to his girlfriend at the time on ESPN. No kidding! I can't remember the exact date, but when we get there, you better believe it'll appear this day in the basement. Okay, well, that's a 
That's exciting. Keith, before we find out what you were doing this day in the basement, I feel like it yes. is appropriate for us to mention, since we plugged Wisdom of One podcast, if you'd like to participate in this podcast that we're on currently, the Out of Practice podcast, you can do so by writing us at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com or checking us out at outofpracticepodcast.blogspot.com or anywhere your social media fingers want to go, you can find us. We've got gifts of Jimmy... Being an idiot, we've got... Uh, hi- Jimmy being enthusiastic. Enthusiastic. We've got uh, uh, pictures of all of the guest stars from each week. Keith has the definitive ranking of uh, I do. episodes that we have decreed since we are the foremost authority on the practice. <laughs> well, as, I, as far as I can tell, in podcast form, we are the only authority on the practice. So therefore, we are the foremost and the Ford least. Well, I like that. Uh, Keith, go ahead and tell us what you were doing this day in the basement as I see if Tom Brady has written us this week. Okay, well, what I realized that I was doing at this point on a Monday is I was going to my graphic design class in high school. Oh. Digital graphic design class in high school, which I... Looking back on it, like today, I'm sure that's fairly standard, but in 1998 in Vermont, it was actually quite the coup and uh, had a a really good art teacher. Janet Rorig was her name, and she did. uh, I took the graphic design class. Now, of course, being me, I was like, I have to work on a PC. I'm not working on a Mac because everybody else was on a Mac. So I used the only PC, I loaded Adobe Photo Deluxe onto it, Ooh. which was like the the kid version of Photoshop at the point, mm-hmm. at that point, and uh, started my very beginning doing logos and layouts and that kind of stuff. And uh, while I was doing that, a local band um, called the Highland Weavers did a competition with our class who would design the cover of their next album. Uh, Amazing. And guess what? I totally won with my PC. And of course, it it didn't... The file that I, I, I designed, the whole file, and uh, sent it to them and won the contest and then sent the guy, the graphics guy, and was like, oh, I can't use any of this. So he had to <laughs> rebuild it based on it. But here's a little bit of the uh, Highland Weavers. Wrong. I can't hear any of it. Which was... Oh, that's right. I can't wait to do this in post. I can can enjoy the episode. That's right. You'll enjoy it. Here. You might be able to hear it now. Anyway, so uh, really good. It's sort of a uh, Scottish sort of a theme or... I don't know. It it, it was very... uh, One of my friend's fathers was in it. So uh, what I was doing... And that day, I was crushing it on Adobe Photo Deluxe on a, probably a Pentium 1 computer. <laughs> and all these years later, all the advances in technology, and Keith just tried to put his headphones up to the microphones so that I could maybe listen to the band that was playing. So, we've really, we've really pushed the envelope of technology and advancement. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we are crushing it. Although, Keith, uh, there is one l- other thing I wanted to bring up. Just, uh, yeah, it's not really for conversation as much as just to appreciate how things change in life and how when you're in high school, specifically as Keith and I were, 
you know, you really think you know everything and you think that you've got it all figured out. But what I think the, one of the coolest shifts from then to now is, is can you, do you remember, Keith, being a, a, a teenager in high school, how shitty Mondays were? Oh, yeah. Like, coming out of the weekend, just that dread Sunday night into Monday, just having to start the next week of school just sucked so bad. But all these years later, finding ourselves in the sort of business that we are in, or at least that our wives are in, (laughs) (laughs) regardless of who's working at the time, now Mondays are the day off. That's true. So, what a shift. If you were... in my business, as a theater writer, that means all of your meetings are on Mondays. Mm, yeah, that's true. So I actually have a big meeting tomorrow. So I'm scared of Mondays now because of that reason. Although not usually, because I haven't, in my job job, worked Mondays since, I think, 2005. Yeah, I try to take Mondays off so that I can spend time with Jen or vice versa. But uh, regardless I just of whether you're working you know, or not, not have to go to bed. Yeah, regardless if you're working or not, Monday is when the emails start again. So, I can't escape that. Yeah, fair. Fair. Uh, So, let's add some of the other things that were also happening on this Monday. If you were listening to the radio, you would have heard a little bit of Janet Jackson, which we're going to hear a little bit, but Degs won't. So, it could be anything. I've heard enough Janet Jackson in my life. Whoa, whoa, shots fired. Not really. I love you, Janet. The cover of the Berlin Free Press talked, the headline was Cohen says Saudi bases are not needed. The Secretary of State William S. Cohen at that point saying, we don't need military bases in Saudi Arabia anymore. Uh Uh-oh, cut to. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah, things changed between 1998 and the next couple of years. So, uh, yeah, still there. Still buddies with with the Saudis, so in there. Anyway, the uh, if you want to go see a movie, you'd probably go see Titanic in the fifth week of its dominance, taking in, again, only $23 million, but it added up to being the number one movie of all time. But Keith, what was happening with the Burlington Free Press? Let's get to what we all care about. That was the Burlington Free Press, talking about the Saudi bases. Oh, I Burlington that- Free Press covers more than just Burlington. It was our national, I mean, it wasn't a national newspaper, but it was our source for national news. Uh, unfortunately, now national news finds you everywhere you are. You don't need to read the newspaper. It's on your TV. It's on my phone buzzing. It's You can't really escape it, even though sometimes sure does feel like you'd like to, huh? Yeah, well, and, you know, just so uh, if you're listening to this at a different time in the world, I'll tell you what has happened in, nas- in the national news. Horrible things happened. The president was racist. We all handled it badly. <laughs> yeah. I guess. So it'll be so different when you listen to that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, when you say it so generally, it, literally, we could fit this in anywhere. But let's leave yeah, it there th- since this is a lighthearted uh, comedy podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and get into this episode, which you don't know what it's about. I don't. <laughs> but it's, it, it is going to be funny based on what you said retroactively. So this episode entitled The Trial was written by series creator David E. Kelly all by himself, and it was directed by Denny Gordon, who last directed the practice in part six, the season finale, sort of, of episode one. So we don't need to do any more info. We can just get into it. Well, Keith, I've got so many wires attached to me right now, so I'm just going to sing this a cappella. Oh, no, you got to get the... There's no a cappella... 
Oh, There's no God. acapella in baseball. God damn it. <laughs> Every week he's got an excuse why he can't get to his guitar. But uh, I will never let him off. Fans of the Out of Practice podcast, don't worry. We're always going to make him play. All right, he's got the guitar. He's putting his cans back on. Since Let's I since I have don't have a, a an amplifier anymore since I live in New York City, I haven't actually taken my electric guitar off the wall in probably seven years. Ooh. So she a little dusty. Let's see if there's even a semblance of tuning. Oh, that's a hard no. <laughs> that is a hard no. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. What does Mike think's gonna happen? That's the best I can pull off for you today. <laughs> you only dared play one string. Oh, man. It's pretty, though, isn't it? Um, So pretty. Well, it's called The Trial. And uh, unfortunately, the thumbnail that IMDb gives me is only a, um, a thumbnail of Rebecca apparently pissed off. So my guess is going to have to be that somehow we're going to follow the through line of Rebecca's witnessing of a murder at a gas station, which led to some high-profile murdering by Helen Gamble. <laughs> which we sure thought did. closed the book, but then the book was reopened last week when it turns out that, I can't even remember exactly what happened, but for some reason, uh, the only witness to this crime is now Rebecca, and the whole case, which is a, apparently a stinker, rests on her, and so I'm guessing that we're going to have to go into this trial where a lot of pressure is put onto Rebecca. That's my guess. Okay, fair enough. Well, let's find out. I like it. Thanks. It's menswear. I mean, they're nice clothes, but suits are for men. So Helen is wearing a suit and a tie, which I think looks great. Jimmy. That's rude, Rebecca. (laughs) Boom! Truth! Well, I gotta get used to it, but yeah, it looks hot. It looks hot. Oh, no. All right, tell him I can be there in about ten Things you can't say at work, Bobby. You gotta be kidding me. I wish I were. Homicide scene. In his defense, she is not a employee. You don't want to know. Five minutes, I'll be right back. I'd comment on what I'm seeing here, but this, the image is frozen for me. Wait, what'd you say? The image is what? The image is frozen for me, so I can't comment on what I'm seeing. I'm still oh, seeing no. Helen holding a phone. Corner said she's been dead. It does say your screen sharing is paused. I wonder why that is. At about 24 Probably hours. Because you paused the Sorry screen sharing. Stop here, pausing Helen. it, bitch. But with the jurisdictional tug of war. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Things are going well. We're crushing it. <laughs> Wait, pause it. So my, uh, I was talking to my brother about the uh, about this show, and he listens to it, and. It was like, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like really good. I love the sort of uh, loose thing you have going on there, and you're, you're good at keeping talking, but like, man, there's just some stuff that I, I, I just cringe that you leave in. <laughs> this is going to be one of those moments. What, when the screen is, uh, oh, right here coming up? 
No, no, no. Just like when when our text thing, you know, when when we should actually go back and fix that, but we're just not going to. <laughs> no, I gave myself a hard two hours of post. If it's anything even approaching past two hours, I just leave it. <laughs> Sorry, Sean. Ex- yeah, exactly. Oh, that's Ooh, more music from it. All right, so Helen and James Pickens Jr. just walked into a crime scene. Looks like a dead lady on the bed. And it looks like it was pretty horrible because there's blood everywhere and she might have been decapitated. And there's some eerie red light. Have we met that yeah, detective that's... before? He seems very familiar. Oh, yeah, no, that's James Pickens Jr. Of We've seen him many times and will continue to. Right, All right, so there. there was a the weird corner. serial killer poem note he found at the scene. Ooh, gore. You called the FBI? Yeah. She was raped first? Can't tell yet. Guys, uh, I know we're processing a serial killer murder. Could someone turn the goddamn lights on? Right? Like, how? how is like it beneficial to have no lights when you're taking all these <laughs> Not pictures? Not just no lights, just one red light like that Seinfeld episode. Exactly. Deep cut, Mike. Deep okay, cut. Okay, well... It looks We're on like a podcast that dissects a 20-year-old show for two hours. It's it all is. deep Nobody cuts. Nobody moves or removes anything. This would be a federal investigation. We leave everything for the FBI to see. <laughs> okay, well, we certainly have ourselves a grim <laughs> opening here. Wow. And a possible serial killer. So am I of course, like Am I guessing correctly that my what does Mike think's gonna happen was horrifically wrong? Well we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, completely wrong. <laughs> so we've already seen. Yeah, we've we've already seen, yeah. Now, what I love about this is, like, the TV serial killer who... Every TV and movie serial killer writes out their notes with, like, letters clipped out of a magazine. Which is, like, so time... So I've read about takes this forever to do, mm-hmm. plus you're leaving oh, fingerprints it's everywhere. There's a little limerick at the scene. Cuts off heads. And it's always great-looking women, too. This is the fourth one. Knockout body, no head. Timmy. I mean, there's so much. Well, you know, we're just going to have to leave it, Keith, because I don't even know that we can begin to dissect that. No, it's just like you do so much work making us love Jimmy. And then the minute he's not the A story, he's this little like pervy troll. Now, <laughs> like, do you think being a problem? Do you think he put that together or do you think that that said that in the newspaper that he's cutting off the heads, but they have knockout bodies? Well, I think he's. I think it's a high-profile serial killer thing. So he's probably seeing pictures of the women, the victims. Hopefully, not the crime scene photos, and commenting on that <laughs> that headless body. How many times in your Ooh, life so have you hot. said the phrase "knockout body, no head"? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that I have. Telling me to take a plea. I don't need to hire a lawyer just to tell me to give up. No, you don't. Please wait in the conference room. I'll be in shortly with a list of new attorneys. Don't be making smart, neither. 
I'm not too old to take a swing at and you. And I'm not too young to swing back. Uncle Todd, please go into the conference room. Don't ah, you be talking to me. Please go in there and All be right, quiet. it is time for... Lady that goes way back. Wait, not lady. Guy. Oh, man, it's hard. I'm thrown off without hearing the music. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, so if you can't hear the jingle, you can't can't figure out gender? Yeah, yeah. don't you know how improv works? (laughs) You know, Keith, a better Uh, podcast. A better podcast? Uh, Oh, no, (laughs) this is a perfect time. Oh, no. Are you playing that one? (laughs) Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. Tell me when it starts. We hear, should hear that thing. We should hear the episode. But I can't hear shit. So this is going to be uh, Stinky Toad. Better <laughs> you know, well podcast. Oh. <laughs> Perfect. Well done. Was that well bad? Done. I can't well wait done. to hear what that sounded like. Oh, it's. I mean, was that bad? Is that really a question? <laughs> um. So this is uh, Rebecca's uncle? So that angry uncle is Carl Gordon, who you might know from Sesame Street, a show called Rock, and uh, the brother from another planet, E.R.N. Jag. So no. So you don't... Well, I mean, I've seen most of those things, but I do not particularly remember this actor. Oh, no. Now what are you doing? I'm using I'm using a new program that uh Why are you scrubbing? I didn't mean to scrub. Oh god. Oh god, uh. it's terrible. Oh no. Uh. We my dad. I've been to crime scenes before, but on the temporal lobe. You are a mess. Be making smart. Neither. All right, here we go. Here we go. I'm That's not good. too old to take a swing at and you. And I'm not too young to swing back. Uncle Todd, please go into the conference room. Don't you be sit. talking to please me. Please go in there and be quiet. Everybody's a relative or old friend. He is driving me crazy. I got a chop to six months off spending. He still won't take it. Because I'm not going to say I'm guilty. You are guilty. You don't pay your taxes. It's a crime. Then that's going to forgive you. When are we going to grow out of all shouting at each other? This trial is going on. He won't take the plea. I got to go in and argue. He should be exempt from paying state taxes. And the only possible good I see is that... Do we know anything about the relationship between Rebecca and Eugene, really? Like, do they go way back? Everybody goes way why back. Is he, I mean, why is they, he buddies with her uncle? I well, he's clearly not buddies with her uncle, but they may I, lock yeah. Him up, I mean, I won't have to deal uh, with him. This is all the information we have. She's doing a lot of finger waving. Right. So shut a ship, you run. I had to cancel my day. I've been to crime scenes before, but... Cloudy with a chance of membranes? It was the scattered hands that got me. Gross. Ah, beepers. Keith, were you ever cool enough to have a beeper? Oh, goodness, no. In fact, I didn't get my first cell phone until after college. So, this would have been 2002 when I got my first cell phone. I don't even... I never had a beeper. Plus, I still don't even know how they worked. You called a number, and then you could leave, like, a text message? Or no, it just told you what number was beeping you. I think... Well, I I think they did eventually get to text, but I think it started out primarily as just a number to call back. (laughs) Wow. But we were not cool enough to have... Who would beat me? I have to. You think I like it? Ordinarily, I wouldn't bring you in. Okay, so... 
Helen and uh, James Pickens are Mrs. going Minor, to the morgue. Schiff, District Attorney Helen Gamble. Where's the head? Right here. Oh, the yeah, fatality totally was caused by a massive skull fracture. Indicated by this depression on the temporal lobe. <laughs> and the she head is in a bag, and we're looking at Probably it. by a blunt instrument. We found microscopic wood fragments in the scalp, so it was probably a wood handle, maybe an axe or hammer. Let's go to the neck. Are you the point of decapitation? So there, you have all these forensic techs here in like their fancy suits, not to contaminate things, and they just dropped the fucking head. Well, oh le- yeah, it looks like there was some uh, s- some contusions post mortem. I thought you had it with previous victims. The skin was mashed, and the cutting was jagged. And here, the incisions are made of straight vertical cuts. And the ligaments, right here, the ligaments of the cervical spine, Helen's not handling have been this incised well. individually. Well, would you? Oh, this means what? <laughs> it means the poet didn't do this. This is a copycat. What? Turning to the abdomen. No semen. No vaginal bruising. I don't think she was raped. What are you telling me here? I'm telling you that this was probably done by somebody who knew her. It wasn't the poet. And it's therefore not an FBI investigation any longer. It's all yours. Interesting indeed. But here's my question. Like, obviously, it makes for an exciting scene to bring her there and show her all of this and thus show all of us. But like, why does she need to be there and see that? Like she can't just be told that over the phone. I guess not, man. I just, I, I, I don't know why she needed to be there. And you were able to compute Mr. Emerson's income for the years 1995 and 1996. Skylar White is back. Skylar White's back. I didn't have to compute it, he declared And, oh my goodness, we have to stop right now. This is very, very important fan. testifying guy i'm pretty sure we've seen before we have not seen this man before but we i certainly have that is john billingsley who plays dr flox on enterprise so we have yet another uh main character on a star trek show on the practice although this was before uh he was on enterprise you would also know him from masters of sex Turn, True Blood, and Prison Break, he has done, he has 158 credits. Man works constantly, and I am playing the theme. Unnecessary Star Trek reference. Talk to me about who he played on True Blood. He played, uh, he was a, he was a regular recurring character. I forget what his job was, but he, he looked like him and did him things. Yes, that's, <laughs> I think that's how I know him. <laughs> well, keep playing. He's, he has a very distinctive uh, speaking style. You'll probably recognize him. Based on those returns, he owed the state eleven thousand six hundred and twelve dollars for ninety five, uh, thirteen six oh three for ninety six, totaling twenty five thousand two hundred and fifteen dollars. And did you seek payment? We did. Did he respond? He did. It's funny watching Skyler White sir? prosecute he someone said he for had tax a commemorative evasion. Jackie Robinson, Louisville yeah, Slugger right. baseball bat. And if I'd come by his residence, he'd drive it up my buttocks sideways if I'd prefer. Objection. No, I said it. You're damn right I said it. <laughs> the objection is withdrawn. You brought her here? In case you wanted to question her. 
Now, Keith, I want to point out we did not do a who's that judge because I feel like you need to say something in order to warrant a bumper. We do, uh, but I will answer that question. Uh, her name is Lynn Hamilton, but we're wouldn't she wouldn't get it because she's been on the show before. We saw her last in Betrayal. Right, 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 right. I am looking for the broadest possible warrant. This guy owns real estate in Maine, too. Whatever you can think of. You think this doctor's the guy? Well, you listen. Tell me. First of all, I'm extremely sorry for your loss, and I know it doesn't make it easier for you to deal with police. Why don't you just arrest him? Well, the thing is, we need to be sure what you're saying. Did you ever see your daughter with this Dr. Winslow? No. And she never told you she was having a relationship with him? Not at first. But eventually. I already told all this to him. Do I have it? The problem is... We'd be getting our warrants on circumstantial evidence, so legally we want to be covered. Mrs. Marks. I kept telling her she shouldn't see him, and she told me I shouldn't get ahead of myself. Yeah, well, and while we're doing that, let's do... Victim's Mom! Lady who has to bury a body and a head? Oh, and, and, and hands, too. Oh, yeah. There are many, many pieces. Like, she pretty much Legoed her. Okay, well, that... Time out. That mom... Did you just verb (laughs) and say Legoed her? Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a terrible person. (laughs) Uh, That's all right. At least you didn't boo my joke before. Uh, It's just because I didn't understand it. (laughs) It It was so bad, you didn't even get it. I didn't get it enough to even assess whether it was good. Uh, meanwhile, that mom is played by Julie Ariola, A-R-I-O-L-A, Ariola, Ariola, I don't know. She was all, she's also in Baskets, Son of Anarchy, Deadwood, and Cagney and Lacey. Wow, way back. Way back. We'd hate to lose an arrest because we moved too fast. I knew she was having an affair with a married man. That much she admitted to me. At once, while visiting her, I saw a picture of her with this Dr. Winslow. It was on some beach in the Bahamas or something. And you recognized him how? I didn't, actually. I'd never seen him before. But about a week later, he was on the news. The news? He and some other doctor had invented this new heart valve and he was getting interviewed. And that's when I got his name. Dr. Jeffrey Winslow. Fancy doctor and who would I know how to uh, him, decapitate and such. She reluctantly admitted that this was the guy. Not to be confused with Officer Carl Winslow. That's true. That's true. Carl Winslow very rarely Legos anybody, anybody's. Why would you think he played a part in your daughter's death? Because two days ago... She was scared. She said she was having problems with the man that she was seeing, and she was afraid that he might hurt her. Oh, 
creepy piano. Can't make an arrest while Matt. Search is possible. I haven't given you we'll a punchline. it out very quickly. What? <laughs> he had access as to how the poet killed his victims. How? The last one? Autopsied in his hospital. This is a cool little rotation shot. What do yeah. you think? Extramarital affair. Odds are his wife didn't know about it. So? So she might be helpful before she Ten finds out too. we're zeroing Must in on her husband. And followed by a walk and talk. Pull some medical journals. This guy's a hotshot heart surgeon. I'm sure he's been snapped at a benefit or two. See if you can get a picture of his wife. That's a really think fancy shot. What are you up to? Especially in that aspect ratio. That must have been right up in their grill. car should be easy to oh, get. Oh, definitely. Did my client ever try to hide what he was doing from you? No, no, he was uh, refreshingly straightforward. And like you said, he filed his federal returns, didn't he? Yes, he did. He paid his federal taxes? Yes, he did. And did my client give you a reason as to why he wouldn't pay his state taxes? Oh, well, he said when his house caught on fire, the fire department didn't come. And since he'd paid taxes for fire protection and didn't get it, he wasn't going to pay anymore. It's such a weird balance, you right? You've got a serial killer I did, case. I, I sympathize. Juxtaposed I with was the even tax inclined to uh, maybe right. let it slide. You were. Yeah. Until he dropped off that pig. Did I do the pig? He greased up a pig. <laughs> More like a big fat hog. And he wrote on it, pay to the order of the state franchise tax board. And he set it loose in my office. <laughs> And he said, if the hog lays a big, steamy, bovine log, enjoy. <laughs> Keith, request that the episode description includes the terms big, fat, steaming log. Bovine log. Yes. Jimmy's always going through law books. Can I help you? Yeah. Yes, I'm looking for Bobby Donnell. Of course you are. Can I tell him who's calling? Jacob Hurwitz. Jacob Hurwitz of Hurwitz, Lickman, and Gill. Right. Wow. Ooh, he's fancy. This, of course, is extremely confidential. Of course. All right, so we have two people to do here, so I'm going to do them back to back. Fancy ass lawyer! Wearing an overcoat. The fancy ass lawyer wearing an overcoat is Madison Mason, which couldn't sound soapier if it tried. Uh, he, you would know him from Pearl Harbor. He was in the Transformers movie in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He was, plays a lot of white guys in Key and Peele sketches and was in a Murder, She Wrote TV movie. Okay. Now, just uh, for fun, moving on, he's brought in a client, perhaps our, uh, our doctor suspect. Played by none other than Chris Sarandon, who most people would know from Princess Bride. Who'd he play in Princess Bride? He was Antigo Montoya. It's possible. Wait, I got more. My bad. I, I can't believe you just you just let... It, classic, he had a sword fight with Manny Patinkin. Come on, it's very important. Yeah, I don't know that there are, it's worth listing credits past that. Well, but I, I have... Well, there's some interesting ones. He was also in Child's Play, Dogs Day Afternoon. He was on Deep Space Nine. Okay. He uh, also is a big Broadway actor. I saw him in Light in the Piazza. He did Cyrano, a show called Censored Scenes from King Kong. And for you, 
he was in the Rothschilds, which was the mostly failed sequel to Fiddler they did uh, back in the 70s, I think, 80s. Hmm. And he used to be married to Susan Sarandon, which is where she got her last name. And now is married to Joanna Gleason. Whoa! See, I told you it was interesting. <sighs> Jeffrey might become a suspect in a rather high-profile murder. There was a woman found dead, and she was thought at first to be the victim of a serial killer, but evidently now... Let me stop you right there. In the spirit of small worlds, I think I'm involved with the DA heading that case. You think you're involved, or you think she's the DA? Both. So we should probably terminate this discussion. Yeah. Oh, all of a sudden, Bobby Donald's playing by the rules. Yes, well, we could do that, but uh, if there is conflict First of interest, the onus would be on the district attorney to withdraw, don't you think? Well, it could be, but I, I really don't want to put her in that position. I see. Well, does she feel strongly about staying in it? I don't know. Well, I should think that you would ask her before declining our offer. What offer? Mr. Donald, my law firm could defend and probably do so successfully. But with homicide, well, my client has asked me to refer him to the most prolific attorney for this particular category. And since you seem to get off for murder every couple weeks, we thought uh, you could maybe help us out. That's right. You get all your clients off for murder. You get yourself off for murder. And your girlfriend murders people. You get your girlfriend off for murder. Yeah. Yeah. And right now, in this town, it is this firm. I had nothing to do with her death, Mr. Donald. I was having an affair with her. I'm uh, willing to pay a premium to snuff out even the suspicion. I have a wife, family, uh, not to mention I'm chief cardiothoracic surgeon at Mass General. He has the baker's wife. I cannot have this affair come to light. I'm prepared to hire this entire firm to see that doesn't happen. Well, this entire firm would be expensive i know that i'm ready to give you a retainer for one million dollars okay okay all right murder away yeah please (laughs) you didn't tell me about any pig oh grow up grow up you assault them with a grease pig that just pops up in trial you don't think we should have known about that i didn't know Some law. You know any law? Okay, that's it. Can I take him for a second? Keep him. I don't care how mad you are. You want to avoid jail, you better care. Now, right now, that jury isn't laughing. They don't like you. Actually, they were literally laughing. You screw that up. It's prison. Uncle Ty, are you listening to me? Prison. Have we heard his defense, or it's just I don't want to pay taxes? No, it's because he uh, he had a, his house was on fire, and the fire department didn't show up. I hear you. I have a hard time asking people to feel sorry for me, Beck. You know that, and I got a particular hard time begging mercy on this. They let my place burn. Who else would know about this affair? 
Presumably nobody. Cindy was discreet. Well, I suppose it's uh, conceivable she, she told somebody. But there's yeah, an ex-husband with psychological problems. <laughs> yeah, she told him. Fair enough. Could he have killed her? I don't know. Have the police made any contact? No, no. I thought I should go and see them. That's when I decided to see Jacob. Yeah, and I'm not sure that's a good idea. When's the last time you saw her? Cindy? Uh, about a week. Her body or her head? Could go. Where? At her apartment. That was the, assembled much the or usual disassembled? venue for our relationship. Look, I'm sure his fingerprints are there. And since he's a hospital employee, the prints are definitely on record. The question is, do we wait for the police to seek us out, or do we, in the spirit of nothing to hide, come forward? Uh, the nothing to hide spirit doesn't get you much. Uh, look, I, I gotta discuss this with the members of my firm. I gotta deal with the conflicts. Okay, but we need a quick decision. I understand. When I called 911, it was just smoke. Three quarters of a mile. That's the distance between my apartment and that fire. Now, pause it right there. And this is interesting. There's only five members of this jury. So there's a whole bunch of empty seats in the jury box. I wonder what type of a case this is and why you would have a smaller jury for that. I Do, do tax cases involve a smaller jury? I don't know, uh, but you know what would know? <laughs> a better podcast that did some research, that Googled it up and figured it out on that better podcast. <laughs> you know what? I think I like it better when you can't hear anything. <laughs> Time you call. Between 7.20 and 7.30. You're sure of this? I'm positive. I first smell the smoke doing Final Jeopardy. Final Jeopardy. <laughs> oh, that's one of those celebrity shows they have during the sweeps. Uh, Mr. Emerson, what time did the fire department arrive at your house? Not until almost 8.15. By then, the whole place was ablaze. They didn't come. Objection. They didn't come. They let my place burn because they didn't like... Well, Jeopardy airs at 7, which means Final Jeopardy would be around 7.25. And they showed mm -hmm. up at 8.15, so we're talking... 50 minutes. 45 yeah, minutes. which in a house fire is a fair amount. My neighborhood. Objection! Sustained. Mr. Young, please control your client. Ms. Emerson, control yourself. You control yourself. Ooh, sick burn. <laughs> I'll let you <laughs> You got Jimmy. Oh, yeah, I'm good at this. Starting to feel like law and order. Mrs. Winslow? Yes. My name's Helen Gamble. I'm from the district attorney's office. This is Detective Michael McCrew. Ma'am? What's wrong? Nothing, I think. We're terribly sorry for bothering you. May we come in, please? Uh, this'll just take a second. We don't need to. It's embarrassing, really. But uh, there was a murder the other night in Boston. It's reported to be the work of a serial killer. I read about it. Yes, well, well, you're not going to believe this. This is the but doctor's somebody wife. has identified you as leaving the building of the victim. So we should do. We'll just check. Doctor's wife. Lady leaving the building. That is Jacqueline Hahn, who you know from Bold and the Beautiful, How to Get Away with Murder, Mad Men, and Angel. Um, she has, in her career, played a judge at least three times that I noticed on her IMDb page. 
Taking it out, that's yeah. all. She, uh, she came in with this paper pointing at you saying she saw you that night. That's ridiculous. She has a very fancy house. Also, those newspaper, that newspaper prop is terrible. <laughs> it's like they made it on MS Publisher. Or wait, what was the software you were using? <laughs> oh, uh, Adobe Photo Deluxe. Mm. I didn't it's probably like Corel Word Perfect. We didn't put much stock in it. I liked Corel, but man, it, I, I downloaded it. Remember, I think I might have told you I, I was famous at the time for uh, getting programs from this store called Micro Center and then returning them after they'd been installed on my computer. <laughs> You're a terrible person. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't get my morals were different then. Um, were they? Did you now? When you got those programs, did you use your stolen LCD projector to show them? That was not stolen at the time. They didn't make LCD projectors at the time. Anyway, my point being, I actually had Corel Draw Five, I think, and I had a pretty beefy computer. But even that, it still took like twelve minutes to boot up. It was so behemoth. Oh yeah, no, it was. It was a pretty big program. In fact, the uh, for those theater fans out there. Uh, you'll know that my I work for a theatrical index, um, and we publish weekly. It's a basically a bunch of theater information. But when I got there ten years ago, they were still using WordPerfect to create the issue. Is it still released hard copy? It still is every week. Wow, it's crazy. But now it's 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 a much more streamlined. It's a much easier process now. But it was literally started my career there like typing things into a word perfect document that was the theatrical index sheesh it's just somebody else saw a custard blue mercedes driving in the vicinity and the coincidence it's my husband's he's a doctor he works at mass general he was probably on his way to the hospital right Clever which is just here. off straw drive sure he he went in that night yes yes great that explains it we're terribly sorry for bothering you you know, do you remember about the time your husband left and the time he came back? If we can establish that it was his car, we can rule out this blue car business. The call came in around 10. He was home by 1. Great, thanks. And again, we're very sorry for disturbing you. Keith, hypothetically, if you found out potentially Jillian was a serial killer, what mm -hmm. would be your first order of business? Uh, bleach? <laughs> Lieutenant Colombo, you missed your calling. Okay, we got him in the area around the time. Oh, by the way, if we've gone in that house as police agents yeah, without warrants. That. Yeah. All right, she's probably calling him as we speak. We better move. Let's go, boys. Okay, all the cop cars come storming in to uh, search for him. Tires are always day if you need it. Got it. Well, Keith, in a shocking twist, I'm not mm. sure I followed what just happened. Okay. <laughs> shocking twist. We need, to, we need a bumper for that. Okay, so their prime suspect is this doctor guy, the Chris Sarandon guy. This was... Uh, this is his wife that they just discussed that with. And right, they right. were... So they were trying to get her to confirm that it was his car near the victim and to get him out of the house and get more evidence that he had opportunity to kill her and was in the area. But they didn't want to get the wife on to what they were saying. 
So they pretended they thought it was the wife who did it. And she's like, oh, no, it's my husband's car. And so now that they got more evidence to make their search warrant more valid. Gotcha. Okay. I think we got him, Mike. They got more probable cause. Bad news is when you say, I think we got him, not even halfway through the episode. Yeah, never a good sign. You gotta make him take the plea. Well, he won't. Well, talk to him, Rebecca. We've been you talking to him. He doesn't want to take the guilty plea. Why can't you just do this, Eugene? He practically raised me. He was always there for me. And he... That man, more than anybody else, taught me how not to sit back and take it. Not from anybody. Still got to pay your taxes, Rebecca. Sorry. Right now, he needs me. He needs you to help him not to have to sit back and take it. Why can't we just help him? <laughs> Come on, guys. We got some business to discuss. Business. We got business. We will. Business. Listen up. An opportunity has presented itself. This Cindy Marks murder, a potential suspect has come to us for representation, and it would mean Fan. a lot of money if we took it. Against Helen? Well, that's the conflict. My, my gut says turn it down, but when I say a lot of money, this guy is prepared to plunk down a one million. It's been a while, but we just did see the fishbowl fill of lollipops, so I'm glad to see it back. Oh, good, good. Dollar retainer. Fan. Bobby, is this even a question? Well, not everything's about money, Eleanor. This is such a big conflict. Let Helen get off. It's not going to cost her a million dollars. Bobby, we've had some big trials, but this is going to be a splash, aside from the money. Which we need since Lindsay dumped the drug clients. Hey. Well, I I'm just saying. This is a huge profile thing. Could have had 36 million. I mean, you'll be like yeah, right? Johnny Cochran East. Who wants to be that? Did he do it? Says he didn't. Then we say Johnny Cochran it. East. Can't let an innocent man go to jail. Yeah. We don't even let our guilty ones go there. Damn. Uh, Sick burn. Becca burn. Jimmy. You got Rebecca. Take it. Take it. Take it. With zero information or details, we'll all say take it. Take it. Well, I mean, million dollars. Take it. Donald and Associates. Please hold. Bobby. Bobby Donald. Okay. Any arrest? Okay, we better meet. They're searching his house. Prints, hairs, fibers. Preliminary DNA will be done tomorrow. I mean, it's one thing to take on a person who's like, I might be, I might be implicated in a murder. But someone who's like, I might be implicated as a serial murderer? Well, no, he's not a serial murderer. What they're saying is that he pretended oh, to be cat. a serial killer. He's the copycat. He's like, I murdered my mistress, and let me make it look like somebody else did it. Guys, I'm totally paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> That's some good news. You can't hear the jingles. How can you understand the show if you can't hear the jingles? We found skin under her nails. DNA on that will tell us if it's Winslow or not. What did you learn on the ex-husband? He works at a restaurant. He got off at 11, so he is a possible. Mm, we can't arrest yet. We need to wait for the lab. Helen. Hey, Mike. Bobby. Uh, could I talk to you for a second? Mike, you know, when we were sure, old friends growing up together... Oh, no, I'll be talking to 
Bobby. Mike. Keith. Bobby. If this podcast thing doesn't work out, I've got an idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> you mean when? It's a really simple idea. I really think we can follow through on it. Okay. We're going to create a time machine. Oh, it's simple. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go back to Boston circa 1997-98. Okay. We're going to open a hard-boiled noir overcoat shop. Oh, yeah. We're going to sell overcoats to high-powered district attorneys and defense attorneys. Oh, we'll make a fortune. Totally. You can hang out with Tom Brady. I know what that's about. We're getting close, I think. Could make it. Literally hard. only a year from joining Do the Patriots. Do not talk to me about the Marks murder. Why? I, I can't tell you that. I, I'm just saying I could be involved and we don't need another Isakoff thing. What do you mean you could be involved? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Unfortunately here, due to recent history, he could potentially mean I murdered those women. <laughs> right? It's like, these people getting involved in each other's cases, what could go wrong? Oh, you except for half I'm of Boston gets murdered. I'm not saying anything except no talking on this. Other than that... We can still bang in your bathroom. We just can't talk about this case while we're doing just it. Just don't answer the phone while we're banging and give me exculpatory evidence. Dinner tonight? <laughs> sure. Certainly setting up something interesting here. But again, see... If this this aspect of it, I don't mind. Their relationship as it relates to the case that they're working on. The relationship complicating um, the trial. That, like, that part of the relationship, I, I find, actually deepens what's happening. As opposed to, like, who likes who, I don't care about. Yes, I would agree. Points to him. Skin under her nails? That takes longer, but I've got an eyewitness who ID'd his picture. Says she saw him there that night. Helen, I'm ready to move. He won't come in for questioning? Your boyfriend won't let him. Then go. Make the arrest. Right. All right. Back door. We won't go through the front. Okay. They're coming to arrest. They'll backdoor us at the precinct if we surrender. Oh, this is crazy. It's not ideal. They'll back through you at prison once you there. get there, too. All right, let's just stay as calm as we can. This is a mistake, Jeffrey. What? That's what we wear on our face, a mistake. It'll get fixed. However, in order to copycat, regardless if you're a serial killer or not, you have to decapitate this woman. So it's still pretty grisly. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely disassembled his girlfriend. It's not the, uh, it's not innocent stuff like, you know, telling two police officers to kill that perp. Right, right. And he didn't just, you know, do like a level one murder where he just killed her. Right. He full on cut her into pieces. And as a surgeon, what proved that he wasn't the copycatter because he was too good at cutting her up. Right. Or the incisions were too neat. Legoing her, if you will. Legoing, yes. Uh, I gotta go home. I've gotta tell my wife. If I she agreed fi- to surrender you here. I can't believe this is happening. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. 
I need to know exactly the last time you were in that apartment. That would be last Wednesday. Call your wife. Both calls came in around the same time. Captain, your own records show that the call from my client's home came six minutes sooner. That's around the same time. Your Honor, the tax this pig is case so is irrelevant. not partic Which particularly fire the interesting went to me. has nothing to do with tax evasion. Common law of civil disobedience, Yet. that's an offense. The cause of my client's outrage is relevant. Speed it up. Why'd you go to the other fire first, Captain? It was a judgment call. Judgment call? Did it have anything to do with the other fire being in a more affluent neighborhood than my clients? That is ridiculous. So it was just a coincidence that you chose to respond to the fire in the better neighborhood, right? Yes. <clears throat> Who made the call as okay, to which fire Okay, it's time for Racist Fireman! Liar, liar, pants on fire. Ooh. That is Frank Novak, who you would know from Watchmen, The X-Files, Lois and Clark, Independence Day, and he also played a fireman on the John Larroquette show, interestingly, and he was also a businessman, businessman, <laughs> businessman in the DS9 episode, Babel. Unnecessary start! But I have another point that I'd like to make here. So, to, to break this down... He didn't pay his taxes because the firefighters chose to go and deal with the rich, i.e. white neighborhoods, uh, fire first and left his place to burn. But here's my question. We learned earlier in the episode that he owed roughly $25,000 in state taxes. Not federal, state. So I don't know what the tax rate is in Massachusetts, but... That is a shit ton of individual taxes. So he had to have been pulling in significant money in order to owe that many taxes, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, unless it's been years. I mean, we don't know how long ago this fire happened, so it could be a couple years he has been paying his taxes. Well, sure, but, like, think about it this way. My, you know, our state taxes here... Uh, today, I probably pay, like, 1500 yeah i paid about 2000 yeah so and you know and we're not wealthy but we have regular jobs so it, it either been not paid it for 20 years <laughs> yeah or had to make this guy's like a millionaire yeah so which would say why is he not in the mm -hmm. affluent neighborhood is the point you're making yeah so i just want to know why is this guy owe twenty five thousand dollars in taxes the world may never know. Hunter. Me? You. You ever been in my client's neighborhood? Specifically, have you ever walked down his street? Once. Anything unusual happen? I was mugged. Oh, another coincidence. By the way, when you got to the other fire, was there a fire? No. It was a false alarm. Wow. Gee, what do you know? I object. So do I. So do I. Move to strike. Seems relevant to me. Yeah, pretty damn relevant. Just give us a minute. Why? He'll be out. In Although it's a, it's Bobby another basically a jury nullification case. Should be out back. Because he's still got to pay his taxes, gotcha, but I? they're just you arguing. Well, he got a raw deal, so go fuck yourself. I.e., jury nullification. 
Alright, so they're here to arrest the doctor. I'm going with you. The arraignment is less than an hour. Hopefully we can get it done before the press gets wind. Assuming no leaks. Scott's on. We don't have to put him in cost, Bobby. Okay. Jeffrey Winslow, you are being arrested on the charge of first-degree murder. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford Good an attorney, tier, one by the will wife. be oh, appointed great. to represent you. You can decide at any time to exercise these rights by not answering any questions or making any statements. Yeah. Judge wants closing We're back on an old today. Nokia. So Okay. Okay. They arrested him. Arraignment will be soon. Wow. I don't think I could have been on that case. Instead, I got you. You want to see wow? I'll show all you right, wow. All right. All right. <laughs> I don't you quite understand why they're so antagonistic. Oh, United States of America. The last thing I'm going to be able to do is stand up in this front is of America. and convince that this man is a patriot. He took a pig down to the state's revenue office. Greased it up and. Oh, well, finish the, the I have an line, idea man. pause. Yeah, they always have that moment where it's like, I know what my clothes is going to be. Go ahead. What? What? Oh, that shit eating grin, you Eugene. Yeah. Case number 92034, Commonwealth versus Jeffrey Winslow on the charge of murder in the first degree. Let's try not to have too hey! much fun. Bobby Donald Look who it is, Your it's Honor Linda Lee, Hunt with a very aggressive haircut. The Commonwealth would oppose bail. Dr. Winslow is an established surgeon with strong roots in the community. First degree murder. Built on very circumstantial evidence. One million bond, 500,000 cash. Trial date to be set. Back into custody till he posts. Adjourned. Take it. Oh, it already starts. Come on, say that she's the suspect. No, I'm sure during your closing you'll be the one saying she's a suspect. Meaning? Bobby, this doesn't have to affect you and me. It's a trial. But the only way it's not going to affect us is to admit right now and be clear about it. In this room, we're enemies. Yeah, see, you're right, Keith. This is interesting. Right? And we're like, what could go wrong? Everything. Eleanor will Although, be focusing it on does forensics. Could, I'm credulity be... to me. Like, how could she not recuse herself in the situation? Yeah, uh, that's true. Working with it's the jury TV, consultants, but... I'll also be doing most of the pretrial motion work. Yeah. Okay. Jimmy Berludi and Eugene Young will be supervising our private investigators. Toward that end, you got to start racking your brain. Think of anybody else who might have had bad feeling for Cindy Marks. Did you check the X? We will be. Police think they can rule them out, but we'll be checking. Tomorrow I'm going to need to speak to your wife. Why? Because I need to be sure that she's completely on board. Oh, she will be. Pam. Dr. Winslow, I need to talk to your wife. Oh, she no, will be. wants me to stay on. I'm not asking you to withdraw. I mean, if we weren't talking about this type of money, I'd stay clear. But to They're the back others, in bed. I understand. Helen, nothing could be tougher than the case we tried against each other before. That one was personal, and we survived it. We can survive this. This trial's yeah, the old-fashioned cry-off. The media will be all over us, all over it. 
Okay, so we just vow right here, right now, we leave it in the courtroom. And then we enjoy that yeah, sweet, work. sweet million bucks. And when we're together <laughs> at night, you know what? It doesn't exist. Yeah, sure, that'll work. <laughs> okay. Don't answer the phone! We've learned this lesson! Yeah. Oh. Who's gonna die now? Um, Mike, I- I'm here with Bobby, so so let's talk tomorrow, okay? But that's great. Okay. <laughs> Bobby's Bye. immediately looking to use whatever that is. What? Nothing. What? Nothing. That was McCrew. Come on. L- we, li- just we literally, literally just... just- <laughs> At night, the case doesn't exist. We just made that rule. Well, that, we'll make that rule after. To, what? No. Don't tell Bobby. Mm. Sorry. Oh, no. Thank God. No, no, no. Yes. No, no. That's not fair. You have to tell me. Come on. Come on. No, not only does she not have to tell you, in no way, shape, or form should she tell you. She's going to tell yeah. him, isn't she, Keith? She's going to tell him. Of, of course he's... He's literally lying on top of her. <laughs> Nibbling her bits. <laughs> all right! Oh, all right! <laughs> Guys, come on. Don't do it. Since I'm required by law to tell you in the morning, I might as well tell you now, but you won't like it. What? There's the synth. DNA on the skin under her fingernails. It's an exact genetic match with Winslow. Now ravage me. Right? We don't know each other too well, but something you gotta know. Lie to me, and I am off this case. Now, you said you weren't there for a week, but they found your skin under her fingernails. I can explain it. You can explain it. The time to explain that was before they did the tests. How in God's name did you not think they'd pin you to this? You're a doctor. I didn't know she had skin under her nails. Let's get something straight. I need to know my hand, or I can't advise you how to play all right, this. All right, all right. Just all right, Bobby, all right. I did go to her place the day of. Oh, made good love, God. But I left. It was the afternoon. I left, and she certainly was alive. Why did you tell me you were there? I was scared. I was afraid to admit that I'd been there, or how it would look. Well, I, how does it look now? You're lying about it. We made love. I left. I didn't kill her. Keith, a little bit about me. Yeah, let's hear it. I am a 38-year-old man. Mm-hmm. I am married happily. I've been in many relationships. I have yes. never in my life used the phrase, made love. Yeah, it's a little like our parents' generation. A little hokey. God damn! look at those baby blues Bobby's got, though. Right? You'd make love with him. He's making love to me right now. If my skin was under her nails. <laughs> had to come from my back. Sometimes when we made love, she... Let me see your back. Damn, Bobby Don! Now, you work for me, Mr. Donald. Maybe not for much longer. Yeah! Let me see your back. Wait, how long ago did this happen? Maybe his back healed up. Uh, no, because they just found the body. Okay, so he's showing him his back. Now, what I love about this, right, if you if you pause it right there, the, there are four 
even scratches on both sides. It's like she like took out a ruler and made sure that her scratches were exactly lined up perpendicular to each other. Expected to hear closing arguments, counsel. I'm sorry, Your Honor. I I'd just like to call. That all said, Keith, if I'm not mistaken, they did arrest him, right? They did, but he's out on bond. Right, but when you get arrested, you get processed, and they take pictures of things like that. Yeah, they probably did, yeah. But oh, they didn't Robert have a context Smith, for it board. yet. It'll just take two minutes. All right. Mr. Schmidt, you're still under oath. All right, this is, it is now time for... It's closing, closing time. time. Time to put your case to bed. It's closing time. Otherwise your client's dead. Closing time. It is not technically a closing, but it's closing-ish. For the defense, Eugene. Court counselor. Yeah, our tax dollars at work. Uh, I'd just like to ask you a couple questions about that pig. Did my client write the amount of his tax debt on the pig? Uh, yes, paid the order of us, the amount, and uh, he, he signed it. Putting next to his name one of those little smiley faces. And he put all of that on the pig? Yeah, he even dated it. <clears throat> Thank you. That's all. No further questions. Your Honor, uh, I now move for dismissal. Excuse me? On what grounds? On the grounds that my client tendered a legal check for the amount due. What? Well, if it's signed, dated, executed, it's a check. It doesn't matter that it's written on a pig instead of a piece of paper. That hog was legal <laughs> tender. My client paid his debt. We never cashed that pig. That was your mistake, not his. <laughs> there it is. Your Honor. <laughs> The check was legal, and so was his argument. Case dismissed. We're yeah, I love it. Wait, so wait, what? Is that like mailing a coconut? It is like mailing a coconut, and uh, in this case, we actually are the better podcast because I looked it up. Uh, it is definitely true because I was like, "But don't you need banking routing numbers, yeah, that kind of stuff?" Right. You, you do not. What you need. You have to have the name, date, pay to the order of, and the name of the bank with city and state that the account is in. So, you're absolutely right. The pig is indeed legal tender. <laughs> Wait, but he's still... They're still going to take that money now, aren't they? That part is unclear. I think... They, they probably can't now. They gave him the check. The check's gone. They threw out the check. I don't think you have to give them another check. They possibly might have eaten Mr. the check. Ford, I'm uh, James Berluti. Could we talk? I already talked to the police. I know. I just want to be sure I cover all the bases. Again, uh, my condolences. Even though you were divorced, I know sometimes feelings... Are... So Jimmy is talking my to the... The Lego lady's ex-husband. See her face as she was dying. I would have liked that. Yikes! Oh, okay. So this <laughs> oh. would be one of those uh, friendly splits then. No, it wouldn't. Oh, he's got a knife. 
I don't know that he didn't do it, Miss Frutt. Take that, Celery. It's not as if I can sit here and claim I totally know the man, can I? For the last year, he'd been sleeping with somebody else. Karen, I understand you're very upset, I do. But you have to put your pain aside long enough to make a decision. If you are going to support your husband, and by that I mean help keep him from going to prison, then there are certain things that you have to start doing today. I know this sounds like a big PR campaign, but there is a jury pool out there that is watching and they are reading. And it is certainly never too early to start trying to influence them. What is she wearing? I'll tell you what I told my Yeah, I, I was literally about trial. to say that. I'm not like a After necklace that, aficionado, but she's wearing a collared shirt. With looks like gold-painted pearls wrapped around where a tie would be. Contact premieres next Wednesday at eight. Contact on FX. FX. I'll be wanting to meet at the end of each and every trial day. As soon as we impanel, we'll be doing background checks on every juror. I'll want your analysis there as well. We got the ex-husband, seem wacko. We got the mother. The mother? Well. The daughter had some money. The mother well, it's good to at least see that the firm is using that money and really going all in. They've got experts. They've got people doing background checks. They've got researchers. They've got... They're doing Yeah, they're, they're doing their job, for sure. I mean, hell, they have an easel in the office. Look at that. Would get it if she dies in test date. She's also a member of the Prozac Club. It's a red herring, nothing else. And we still got the poet. Nothing to be sure it ain't him. The results as expected. Mm. Tie these Bobby! tissue samples to Dr. What? Jeffrey Winslow. She's on television. His skin what? under her nails. The DNA evidence is pretty conclusive. The good news is we have this guy. The bad news is the poet is still out there. Of course, my Let's get down there and draft a protective order. We can write it on the way. I can't believe she did that. It was a blatant attempt to contaminate the jury pool. There's no gag order. A reporter did. asked me a question. That is crap, Helen. She's, she's taking a, a, a circumstantial case you and trying to chunk it up a preconception designed to improperly influence the do. This case is going to be enough of an event without you two trying to thicken the plot. I'll Thank make you. this simple. Effective as of right now, no talking to the media. That's that. Anything else? Yes, Your Honor, we'd like to view the scene. It's still a crime scene. The investigation well, is Well, the investigation was complete enough for you to go on television pronouncing... That's got nothing to do with whether or not you have a right to go in there, and you know Quiet! That. Why is she shouting? We have a right to examine the scene. Supervised, I'll grant it. Now, let's go to chambers. Just you and you. So nice to have Linda Hunt there. Yeah. She feels like the adult in the room in every scene Are she's in. Are you crazy? In. It certainly is no secret you two are sleeping together. Ha <laughs> ha! Why in hell would you want to invite the media to pick you to pieces? Your Honor, I'd love to say that my firm is financially solvent enough to decline this, but it's not. What about you? That's fair. That's a fair response. I don't want to get off. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to force either one of you off what i am going to do is leave you alone in this office in the hope that one of you might be occasion to see straight don't eat all my candy oh so good <laughs> you know she probably right. ad-libbed that yeah. too i love it of course she's right but i'm not getting off why why? Because to do so, Bobby, would be to prioritize my personal life over my professional one. 
which is okay. But as soon as you made the decision to get on this case, you made it pretty clear where you stand. Why should I prioritize us when you don't? Because he's going to make a million dollars. And you're well, going to make your salary, and it's easier for you to get bumped to another case where he's not sure another million dollar case is walking in. It's not a well, matter of that prioritizing. No, uh, that that is true. However, I think the point that the the point that she made that I think makes a lot of sense is this is she's not going to make more money, but this is a really big thing for her career, being such a high profile case that that why should she have to give up this really important part of my career and credibility and and all that kind of stuff and my reputation for this? So she has a she has a good point as well. I don't I don't disagree with that, but I mean, you sort of you you cross that bridge when you decide to start stooping one of the more high-profile defense attorneys. I mean, obviously, well, your reputation's already yeah. taking a hit. Well, that is that is true. Who's also Come, an accused murderer and also you put a hit out on people. Yeah, so maybe that's the <laughs> Yeah, fair point. Guys, just I cool had it. other people to think of when I made that decision. Yes, I know who you were thinking of and who you weren't. Oh, come on. So you're angry. Maybe I am. Guys, I'm just going to interject here. I'm not a marriage counselor. I'm not a, a relationship counselor. But it sounds to me like maybe y'all shouldn't be banging. Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. You both have other options. You're not driving me off, Helen. And you're not driving me off. The only thing that's off, it seems, is dinner. You got Jimmy! Is that the way you want it? Yep. Well, good, that's settled then. Fine. I'll see you in court. Keith, have you ever broken up with anybody because of a conflict outside of the relationship that caused it? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, no. No, I haven't. It's and, and it's funny to say that, especially, you know, having dated mostly people in theater in one capacity or another. Yeah, no, that's never really been why I've broken up with somebody. You? Uh, no, never the reason, but I will say that there have been people in this business that I've dated that breaking up with them has in turn cost me work. Well, sure. So we've I've definitely had the flip. Yeah, well, it's it's a it's dicey, and <laughs> there are plenty of people out there who, and you know, <laughs> endless stories of stuff like that happening in the Me Too era. I'm sure most people do have a a story or two like that. Yeah, I, I've certainly had had not sleeping with somebody affecting my career hmm. that's happened to me before for sure but never somebody that i had currently been sleeping with i've actually had my career affected by people you've slept with uh, they like oh? you're friends with that guy he was rough forget it it's <laughs> <laughs> oh that's not true that's, that's not true at all wait what did what did my right hand ever not cast you <laughs>
we're at the supervised exploration of the crime scene. I'd like to see Bobby actually doing some work. Right. Ooh, back with the it music. Synth. Oh, there's the red light. Why is there's the bedroom? Red light. Why is the red bedroom only have this weird low-powered red light? It is really strange. And why is the blood still clearly completely wet? Oh, that's a good gif right there. It's like four days later. Well, seeing that there's only two minutes left in this episode, I'm guessing that this is going to be continued. Uh, a fair bet. What if they wrapped it up in the next 90 seconds? <laughs> it's closing time! You know, that's really impressive, because you did not hear the jingle. You're in the right key. Right. Huh, what can I tell you? Maybe you should recuse yourself. Now, if Lindsay and Bobby start making out in the in this bedroom, I'm gonna have to. We're gonna have to end the podcast. I know you took on this case <laughs> for the firm, but you and Helen, then. I know. I, I know the risks. Maybe Winslow would stay with the firm even if you weren't first chairing. Just distance yourself a little. Are you really ready to throw somebody you love away for a case? Coming from you, Lindsay. Uh, who are clearly yes. still in love with Bobby. Was it just last week she made the ultimate offer to him? She sure did, yeah. I got this case because somebody at a high-rise blue-chip law firm recommended me as oh. the best. Ego. I've been practicing law in that, that rat hole for ten years. Looking out the window, seeing those those lawyers look down on me. And now, one of them came into my office and said, I'm the best. I like how I got this case, Lindsay. I like that I'm going to try it in the media and that I'm going to get paid a lot to do it. And I'm going to win it. It's a real honest moment from Bobby there. I know. I was just gonna say. I it. Good performance too. It's got the uh, it's got the misty eyes and everything. I like that quite a lot, actually. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, that's it. We have gotten through season two, episode nineteen. Although it definitely feels like we've we've really just gotten started. Yes. That I needed that from Bobby Donnell. I needed it. Yeah, no, I, 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 it's, it's good writing. It's honest. It's complex. Uh, yeah, no, I'm a, I, I think that was a really, I mean, this, this whole episode, just like sets up something. I'm very excited to see what happens. Uh, but before we talk about that, we're going to need to talk about who is the. Okay, so we have to talk about who is the most valuable lawyer. Uh, what do you think, Dex? Well, there was only really one case this week where any actual... Or resolution to one case. Yeah. I guess we got to give it to Eugene. I mean, he found the ultimate loophole, 25 grand, assuming that he doesn't have to end up paying that. He got crotchety uncle off yeah. without having to pay the money through like a crazy-ass loophole. 
Yeah, no, it was it was brilliant. He came up with it. Very clever. Uh, funny. Love it. Yeah, I have to uh, I have to agree. So congratulations, Eugene, on your oopsie for your valuable lawyering. And it leaves us with... Already famous because you've been on TV Getting a paycheck Watch first entry on your Way IMDb. to go Way to go Oh, the close best Guest actor You are the best Guest actor You are the best Is that Jergen's hand lotion directly to your right? And a roll of toilet paper? <laughs> I, oh my god, yeah That certainly looks like something It's definitely not Uh that's true. We're here in my office next to my computer, and there is, without a doubt, a roll of toilet paper and <laughs> Dragon's moisturizing lo- lotion. Yeah, no, that it definitely looks pretty incriminating, but, you know, without giving you too much information, the exculpatory uh, piece of evidence is I'm not a lotion guy. Yeah, me neither. I don't find it to provide enough friction. It's, it's, well, it's just, it's just weird and then messy and then it does, I don't think it helps. So, uh, so yeah, no, the lotion is actually for its advertised purpose. Okay. I, I, I believe you with hard air quotes. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, best guest actor. Who did you think? Um, I think I'm going to have to give it to, um, Please help me with crotchety uncle's name. <laughs> uh, Carl Gordon. Yes, I think Carl Gordon had the most to do as far as guests are here. Um, though I thought Skylar White did some good work in the courtroom. I thought that with a fairly ridiculous resolution, uh, he still uh, brought us along and gave them some stakes. I thought his few moments where he explained uh, how he felt with the uh, people letting his apartment burn... I felt like um, yeah. I felt like it was moving, and that it it brought a little bit of weight to an otherwise pretty friv- frivolous uh, storyline. Yeah, uh, yeah, fair enough. I think that's uh, I I that would have been uh, my vote if you'd pick somebody else. Uh, but just for to be contrary, I'm going to go with Jacqueline Hahn, who was uh, the wife of the doctor. Yeah, she was excellent. Who, also, and and. Really excellent, just in her background work. As they were arresting it, we didn't have a line, we, but we just saw that she was really connected with it and given us a single tear. So, uh, well done with very little time. So, uh, enjoy the split oopsie, Carl Gordon and Jacqueline Hahn. Really, uh, I'm sure somewhere in the world they feel in their hearts a little more validated in their career. Which leaves us... You killed your podiatrist or blew the case But you let a single tear run down your face You're the best actor on the show Best actor! So who you got? Well, it it went back and forth But ultimately, I think that I'm going to give this to Dylan McDermott For his portrayal of Bobby Donald he had to navigate many different emotional states, play some relationship stuff, play some... I just think that last scene really kind of really t- pulled me back. You know, often I, I flippantly complain that he's supposed to be the centerpiece of this entire project, and yet I feel like he's 
sometimes pushed to the back or not particularly written very evenly. But finally, we're kind of we kind of get to see what's making him tick here professionally, and I think that that's the most compelling thing for me. So uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give my vote to uh, Bobby D- McDonald, Dylan McDermott's yeah, portrayal. <laughs> yeah, I I entirely agree. Um, I I think that the character has has lacked momentum a lot, and this definitely feels like building a lot of momentum, peeking under the hood over uh, what's motivating him. I think he gave a great performance. Uh, so congratulations to Bobby McDonald himself, Dylan McDermott, for your oopsie. <laughs> oh boy! And. <laughs> and you're never going to live that down. Nope. Ever. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to announce how many spare tires this episode gets. Okay, let's talk about tires. It, well, it already played. Go for it. it already played. Um, it played. It played. It's short. Well, I really enjoyed this episode. I really like the A story. I, I guess I'd love to hear you to defending the need slash why the whole pig thing was in this, it, it felt like a weird secondary episode just kind of ham-fisted in there. Um, and I don't know that it needed it. I feel like we could have just filled everything. I, I feel like the show's at its best when there's just the one story, usually. And here mm-hmm. is another time where it just felt, it felt cheapened by the other thing. Uh, regardless, it had a cool resolution. I thought the performances of the cheeky B story were still good enough to not completely war, uh, not completely destroy the, the A episode. I'm excited to see where this goes. I think the conflict between Helen and Bobby is interesting. All that's adding up. I'm going to give it a 7.5 spare tire. Okay. Well, fair enough. Well, speaking in defense of the pig story, um, I actually, I should, I liked it a great deal. Um, I, you like the pig I story love- a great deal? Yeah, I did. I I liked the um, the resolution. The pig as legal tender, I think, is very clever and interesting, and it, it answers a question. Like everybody, like knows like the old coconut thing. Um, I think it's it's very interesting. What I and I also the fire the fireman show, not showing up to the poor neighborhood. I think is an interesting story. I that part of it felt a little rushed to me. Mm-hmm. I do feel like. They could do an, They could do a whole episode about the firefighters going to the white neighborhood and not the black neighborhood. And I feel like that is a. I, I wish that that had been treated with a little bit more seriousness, because that was a that was a serious serious thing. Um, however, I did. Uh, oh, I just got a text from you. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> He just sent me a picture of the Jergens and the toilet paper <laughs> highlighted. And you have a Go shitty grin yourself. on your face. It's pretty funny. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. Uh, anyway, so I, I actually liked I liked that story. It, it was interesting to me. Um, but it does feel like the, he sort of just has like a, that David E. Kelly has a notebook of like interesting legal quirky loopholes. Little facts. And then just right, like writes right. a little story to go with it. Yeah, no, it definitely feels like that. Um uh, but the A story, I'm super psyched for. I think it's a yes. really interesting, um, you know, setup we have here. We're certainly led to believe the doctor did it, but we at the very end we threw in some question marks there. Um, 
I like the personal stakes here. I really like having Linda Hunt as the judge in this case. Yeah, it, it feels, feels like, like she should always be the judge. She's she is like a, a really a grounding force. You said it best. Yeah, I, like she's like they're bringing in the all stars for the storyline. I mean, because Chris Sarandon's a terrific actor. You've got Linda Hunt in there. Um, it it definitely feels like we have some momentum here. I can't wait to find out how this gets resolved and what happens. So all that said, I'm going to give it an eight. All right. So that's easy, at least math wise. We have a 7.75 spare tires. We do indeed. And we are going to rocket towards the next episode, which should be pretty exciting. I can't wait. Keith, I want to backload the episode with, uh, with, I want to pitch something your way. Okay. All you right. Didn't, you didn't Hit start me. rolling the bumper yet, did you? I did not. So I had the privilege of uh, getting offered to see a, a ticket to see To Kill a Mockingbird, the new Aaron Sorkin adaptation oh. of the Harper Lee masterpiece. Yeah. On, on Broadway, starring Jeff Daniels for a, a couple more months. Um, great production. This isn't really so much about uh, the play. We can talk about that in another time. Uh, I thought it was very strong. I did have some nits to pick, but regardless, it it, it, it it's interesting because the practice actually weighed heavily on my analyzation of the actual just plot of To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, interesting. So I know that law has changed. The courtroom has changed over the years and that this is not a one-to-one. This is It's apples to oranges slightly, but... All I could think was this, leaving To Kill a Mockingbird, a, 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 a book I've read many times, the play, which is really pr- relatively faithful to the plot. Anyway, a spoiler alert for To Kill a Mockingbird. So, you know, his defense uh, is ultimately in vain. I mean, he's the, the, the murderer on trial, even though there's tons of exculpatory evidence and zero evidence that he actually committed the murder. Right. Um, outside of, you know, the the witness accusing him. It leads me to wonder, and, you know, the judge is very sympathetic. In fact, the judge in the case in To Kill a Mockingbird lobbies Atticus Finch to actually defend him. Which leads me to wonder, did it not exist back then? You remember how at the end of the Jimmy case, after Jimmy wins the case, how the judge was able to step oh. in and say, actually... The jury did not do their job here. I have to dismiss the case. Mm. Did that option not exist back in you know the turn of the century when when To Kill a Mockingbird would have happened? Well, good question. I don't know the answer to that question, but it brings it brings up something I can get on a soapbox about. Go for it. Because I imagine that the judge in that scenario were that judge an elected official in that county would have to balance ruining my career and justice, which I think is an inherent conflict of interest. So therefore, judges should should not be elected and should not be partisan-based. So uh, for exactly that reason, because you don't want to be a judge realizing that you're... You know, your campaign slogan is going to be tough on crime or whatever next time. That is an inherent conflict of interest. So district judges are locally elected and, uh, no, county judges are locally elected and then appellate and district. Who Who is nominated by elected officials? 
I have no idea. I know there's a distinction as to who's elected versus who's appointed. I know that the president appoints appellate judges. Right, right. Supreme Court, district. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah. You know what? You know what it's time for. <laughs> <laughs> Who elects the judge? Who nominates the judge? Do we vote or are they nominated? A better podcast would no. Oh, that was not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to get tired of that. <laughs> All right. You should go ahead and roll the bumper now. We should get out of this. Get me out of this. <laughs> Okay, well, you have survived yet another episode of the Out of Practice Podcast. Please uh, leave us a rating, a review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. That'd be really, really helpful. You can reach out and tell us that you wish we were a better podcast at outofpracticepodcast at gmail.com. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Out of Practice Podcast. We're also on our blog, outofpracticepodcast.blogspot.com. Where are you, Tom Brady? Come back to us. This week's episode <laughs> brought to you by hashtag Jurgens Hand Lotion. Jurgens Hand Lotion. For those of you like Keith who like to beat their meat whilst recording a podcast. Uh, that oh, also. No. <laughs> no. Laser sounds. Uh, I'm so happy that nobody listens to the end of these things. I, I do genuinely wonder what percentage of people hear laser sounds. Like, if we could poll our audience, do you, does anybody actually know laser sounds? Somebody just hashtag us laser sounds. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you are listening to this and are all the way to the end, if you email us, we will give you some honorary laser sounds. What is Wisdom of One? Wisdom of One is the story of me, the brave and powerful hero Skankross 7 and counting. Wisdom of One, there's like all these crazy adventures that we go on. It always has something new. <laughs> This podcast has many, many personality disorders in evidence. See if you can spot them all. The one telling the story is shockingly repressed. Yet another Dungeons & Dragons comedy podcast. Interrupted by long stretches of grunting from Dagon and pointless NPC nonsense you should skip through. Sometimes it's just more fun than real life, I guess. So find us on your podcatcher of choice. Give us a listen, rate, and review us. We need your help there for sure. Wisdom of one. Failure is a way of life. Charisma of 20, but a